Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. I recently did a new green pool update video. I called it the Super Duper Green Pool Video. And that's kind of one of the takes on, I did a podcast here about calling your pool business the Super Duper Pool Company. It kind of stuck with me, so I used that. I reused that particular catchphrase in this video. And in that video, I gave you two methods. I talked about the flock or flocculent method and adding aluminum sulfate dropping everything down to the bottom. And I also talked about the shock and awe method. It's the one that I use mainly on my route. And I thought it would be a good podcast to do a versus flock versus the shock and awe method. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. The main reason we don't use the flock method here in my region is that we have mainly cartridge filters. About half the car- about half the filters on my route are cartridge filters. And then we have the DE filters. And most builders put in the piston push-pull valve. There aren't too many multi-port valves here. And there aren't too many sand filters in my area. And the flock method does require a multi-port valve on your filter, a D filter or sand filter. Mainly because you need two modes when you're doing the flock method. You're going to need the recirculate mode on the multi-port when you add the flock or flocculent to the pool. And this is circulated so that it spreads out evenly and you're going to turn the pool on for one hour and recirculate when you add the product. And you also need a waste mode to vacuum it out. Now that first part about recirculating it may not be entirely necessary. You can broadcast it in there pretty good and it'll be effective. And if you don't have a waste mode and you do pool service, you can actually use a portable pump. You can build one of these pretty easily by getting an above-ground pool pump on Amazon and then putting fittings on the front and top. I have a video that shows you how to build a portable pump on YouTube. And you can also purchase a portable filtration system through my friends over at Vantage Manufacturing. They make the Portavac, and I like this one because it can hook onto the back of your truck with a hitch, and you can take it anywhere, basically, on your route. I would really recommend strapping it down, though, because it is heavy, and even with that hitch on there, if you hit a big bump or something, it could dislodge it. You don't definitely want the Portavac to fall on, off onto the road. So strap that thing down. Plus in California, I believe you have to strap down all of your equipment um, on the road anyway. So the highway patrols could pull you over and give you a ticket if you don't have your stuff strapped down. But the Portavac is a great way to use this flock method or a portable pump. And you can use this method with a cartridge filter and with a D filter because you're going to use that portable pump to vacuum it out. You're not going to rely on the system. So I think the main reason we don't use it here in my area is that most homeowners do not have a sand filter or a D filter with the multi-port valve with the waste mode to vacuum the pool out after using the flock method. And why would you need to use the waste mode to vacuum it out? You're going to be adding, you know, 8 pounds, 10 pounds, 12 pounds, 14 pounds of 
the aluminum sulfate, which is the flock agent that you're adding to the pool. And so if you're adding all of that into the pool, logically you're going to be vacuuming out all of that also, plus all the dead algae. How the flock works, it clumps everything up together in the pool. A lot of clarifiers on the market use a flocculent inside the clarifier. And this is this drops things down to the bottom, or it'll it'll float on the surface and pull things into the skimmer. But a lot of these clarifiers do use a flocking agent, which means that any kind of particles that are small get clumped together. And since they get heavier, they're going to fall down to the bottom of the pool. And that's kind of what happens in a green pool. You can brush it really well and put the flock in there, and all of that stuff will clump together with the with the flock. Recirculate does that also. It moves things around the pool, and it'll get it to clump up and drop to the bottom. With the flock method, you're going to leave the pool off for 24 to 48 hours. So it's not the fastest method either, since you have to leave the pool off for a day or two and let everything settle to the bottom. It's not the fastest green pool cleanup method out there, whereas the shock and awe sometimes is pretty dramatic, and it, it turns the pool around really rapidly. So the flock method, again, mainly because we don't have the right filtration systems. We don't use it here, but it's widely used in a lot of different regions of the country, and it seems to be a preferred method in some areas. I think the shock and awe method does take a little bit more work, and it's probably not as cost-effective because you're putting a lot of chemicals in there. With the flock method, there's no need to be shocking the pool to bring it up to the level that I'm going to talk about next because everything drops down to the bottom and then you vacuum it out to waste. So it is effective. It's not a bad method. It's an alternate method to the shock and awe method for sure. And if you have a cartridge filter or a D filter, sometimes you're limited to the shock and awe method. And this method is actually the one that I use all the time out here, although I've occasionally used a flock method because I have the portable pumps. But I find that the shock and awe method is a lot more rapid in a lot of cases. Depending on the equipment, again, it has to be functioning properly for this to work. One of the things that's kind of counterintuitive, I think, is when you're doing the shock and awe method, if you take apart the cartridge filter, and in my region we have the four cartridges, the larger cartridge filter, or if you take apart the D filter, and notice that the grids are really old or worn out, or if the cartridges are really old and worn out, replacing those during this process Sounds like, well, you know, you're putting in a new cartridge filter and it's going to take all that algae in and it's going to ruin those cartridges. Not necessarily. I think, you know, you got to think of it like this. If you're going to go on a road trip and you notice that your tires are pretty worn out, you have like 40,000 miles on them and you can kind of see there's hardly any tread left in there. You put like a, a penny in there. You can't see Lincoln's head at all. They're worn out. Would you say, well, I'm going to go on this road trip because these tires are worn out. I'm going to drive a thousand miles. I don't want to put new tires on here because then I'm going to put a thousand miles on those new tires. It doesn't make logical sense to do that. You would say automatically, well, I'm going to get new tires because it's safe and I don't want to get in an accident with a tire popping on me possibly or losing traction. Well, the same thing here, putting new cartridges in the filter and putting new DE grids in there sounds counterintuitive because they're going to get algae and dirty, but they'll hose off really easily. And the grids will clean off really easily because the DE will stick to it and the algae is not going to actually get on the grid itself. So changing the grids and the cartridges sometimes is a must when you're doing the shock and awe method. So part of the method is taking the filter apart and cleaning it. And while you're cleaning it, inspect the cartridges, inspect, inspect the grids to see if they're old and worn out. And if so, go ahead and put the new ones in there while you're doing this process. And you're going to see a dramatic turnaround with the new cartridges and the new grids in the filter during this process. 
So to begin with, this process requires you to bring the pool up to pretty astronomical shock levels. I'm going for 50 parts per million of free chlorine or greater. Now I revised my formula to make it easier for people because I'm always asked, well, how much chlorine do I add to the pool? You know, I have a 15,000 gallon pool. And then I would kind of give them the math. I would, you know, find their size pool and I can calculate how much how much chlorine to use in the individual situation pretty easily with experience you can do this. But I came up with this formula that I think makes it really easy. For every 1,000 gallons of water, you want to add one pound of Cal Hypo or one gallon of 12.5% liquid chlorine. And that's the standard of the industry. The pool pros use 12.5% liquid chlorine. So every 1,000 gallons, you would add that to the pool to bring the level up to my shock and awe level. And if you have a 15,000 gallon pool, that means you're going to put 15 gallons of liquid chlorine. Or if you're using Cal Hypo, go ahead and put 15 pounds of Cal Hypo in there. And that sounds like a lot of chlorine, but a lot of that's going to be used up immediately with the algae, and a lot of it's going to dissipate. And the next day, it may even zero out on you in some cases, even with that large amount of chlorine. So you're going to clean the filter, inspect it. Then the next step is to brush the pool. If there's surface debris, go ahead and skim it. I don't worry too much about the bottom of the pool. You can skim it if you wanted to, but I'll usually wait for the bottom when I can see the bottom. So brush the pool, skim the top, and then you're going to add all that chlorine to the pool. Now I get this all the time. It's like, hey, why aren't you balancing the pH and checking all the factors, checking the cyanuric acid? To me, it doesn't matter. You're dealing with a swamp here. The pH is probably going to be high in most cases. Rarely is it low, but sometimes on a vinyl pool, it may be low if they're putting, you know, trichlorine in to try to fix it and they have a lot of tablets and a floater and it's not effective, then it might be low. But in most cases, the pH is going to be high anyway, and you're just putting chlorine in there in massive amounts anyway. It's going to raise it up regardless at that point, and the Cal Hypo will raise the pH also. So I don't bother with the pH at that point. I just want to put a lot of chlorine in the pool and get it circulating. So I'll put the chlorine in the pool, and I'll run that pool for 24 hours, and I'll go back there the next day. And here's the important factor of the shock and awe method. You really have to be able to return to that pool the very next day to check the chemical levels. And you want to bring the chlorine back up to at least 30 parts per million. And that way it'll be effective the rest of the week. And you can kind of take, you know, four or five days off and come back again to check on it after that. The second day you may have to clean the filter again. And that's something that the shock and awe method takes a little bit more manual labor because you're going to clean that filter because all that algae went in there and then when you vacuum all of the dead algae up on the bottom the good thing about this you don't have to vacuum 14 pounds of flocculent also or aluminum sulfate into the filter so you're just vacuuming the dead algae and dirt into the filter that may require a third cleaning after that's done but in a lot of cases when you get back there the next day you can see the bottom of the pool and things are looking a lot better it's like a murky or milky blue and if the pool is running properly with a good filter, this is usually the case after 24 hours. And it's pretty amazing. I did a green to clean for a builder who was in a replaster pool. And I did the shock and awe method. I think it was a Thursday. And he came back on a Friday to drain the pool because he wouldn't he's, he wouldn't drain a green pool. There's a lot of regulations and he has to follow these things. He came back the next day and the pool was almost like crystal clear blue. And he was like totally shocked. He was like, man, too bad I have to drain this pool now to replaster it. But he was really amazed how effective this process was. So I kind of dumbed down my chlorine level so that you're going to reach the shock and awe level in any size pool if you just do the one gallon per 1,000 gallons. It's probably overkill in a lot of cases, but it's better to err on the side of too much chlorine 
than too little chlorine. Because if you put too little chlorine in this method, you're just wasting money and time. Because let's say you have a 15,000 gallon pool and you put four gallons of liquid chlorine in there. It's not going to do it. It's not going to change anything in the pool. And you just wasted your time and chemicals. Now I did mention that you can use an algicide or you can use phosphate remover to accelerate this. Phosphate remover, do you check for phosphates? Well, the pool's green. I would say, you know, 100% there's phosphates in there. That's the food for the algae. Whether it's 1,000 or 2,000 parts per billion, who knows? You're going to use the phosphate remover to eliminate the food for the algae, which accelerates the process in itself. And I would use the dosage for a phosphate treatment, you know, 1,000 parts per billion. You could do a phosphate test if you want, but it's going to be pretty high, I can imagine, with the green pool. If you do use an algicide, I prefer sodium bromide, so I would use the yellow treat or the yellow treat. There's a new formula with the yellow treat. It's supposed to have a chlorine boost in there, and this is supposed to help with the burn off of the chlorine. So if you have a 15,000 gallon pool, you put 15 gallons of liquid chlorine in there. I would put four or five capfuls of the yellow treat, which is four ounces each capful, or the yellow treat, and that way. Um, you don't overdo it with the sodium bromide, but it'll be effective in accelerating the algae kill in that pool. You can also use the Pool RX. Now, the Pool RX is kind of weird because you're thinking the label says not to backwash or clean the filter for you know two weeks after installing it. However, in the green pool situation, most of the minerals in the Pool RX are going to be used up in that first 24 hours. So what you want to do is do the shock treatment. I know their website says they use a lot less chlorine with the Pool RX. I think it's much more effective with the chlorine level that I state here. So you're going to shock the pool, like I mentioned, before setting it to run for 24 hours. Put the Polar X unit inside. Of course, you clean the filter first. Then you're going to put the Polar X unit in the pump and run that pool for 24 hours. And if you need to clean the filter the next day, that's perfectly fine because most of the minerals are in the pool after a 24-hour runtime and dissolve. And I should emphasize that this 24-hour runtime is with the pump at the full RPM. So if you have a variable speed pump, run it at the full 3450 RPMs for 24 hours. The single speed pump will run at that speed anyway. But for those with a variable speed pump at the pool, boost that thing up to 3450 RPMs to get that thing cranking. So the Pool RX, again, don't worry about where it says not to clean the filter after two weeks. You want to just go ahead and clean the filter if you need to. And all the minerals are dispersed in there. And you may just need to add a booster in a you know a couple weeks to get that minerals back up, the mineral content back up in that pool. I find it to be highly effective to use the Polar X. There's no need to use the Polar X and the you know the sodium bromide in conjunction. They're not really compatible, I guess you would say. I would just use the Polar X by itself. I wouldn't say they're incompatible, but they're not necessary to use together. That's probably a better way of saying it. So you would either use the sodium bromide treatment or the Polar X treatment, and they're, they're two separate treatment methods. And the third method, which is highly effective, is using a phosphate treatment at the level to treat 1 or 2,000, 1,000 or 2,000 parts per billion. And this is highly effective because you're eliminating the food for the algae, and you're superchlorinating the pool at the same time. And this method does work really well. You can use the natural chemistry phosphory or the Arenda PR10,000 phosphate remover, whichever one you prefer. They're highly effective in this process. And the algaecide will just accelerate things. It's not entirely necessary because that chlorine level usually is enough to bring it up to that point where it kills the algae because chlorine will kill algae by itself. And then you're wondering, well, what if the pool has cyanuric acid of 200 parts per million? 
that's perfectly fine. After you finish getting the pool blue again, you can do a partial drain of, you know, one-fourth or one-half of the water at that point. Now, why not drain the pool while you're doing the process? Well, I just did a podcast on why draining a green pool may not be the best idea. A lot of that has to do with some cautions with the plaster itself and the pool surface types. And by draining a green pool, the city may not appreciate that, and they'll fine you for that in some form or fashion, depending on where you live. So draining the pool after it's blue, like the plaster needed to do with this particular pool, is something that you can do later to correct that cyanuric acid level. I guess a side note of using the flock method, if you listen to Rudy Stankiewicz, he talks about how the flock will lower the chlorine level in the pool, and this is something to be aware of. So if you have a pool with a high high cyanuric acid level and you're planning on lowering it, you may want to do the flock method. The aluminum sulfate, for some reason, seems to destroy some of the cyanuric acid in the water. Plus, you're going to drain out some water if you're going to vacuum out the waste with a portable pump or with a multi-port valve with a filter. And I think a rule of thumb to default to is that if you have a pool that has a sand filter with a multi-port valve with a waste mode or a D-filter with a multi-port valve with a waste mode, I would say going with the flock method would be my default in that case. And then if you have a pool with a cartridge filter or a D-filter with the push-pull piston, Going with the shock and awe method would be my default there. And again, the flock method may actually destroy some of the cyanuric acid in the water itself, according to Rudy Stankiewicz. So this may be effective in eliminating a lot of the cyanuric acid without draining the pool afterwards. So kind of use your judgment there if you're going to use the flock method. Just remember that if you're going to use a flock method, you have to have some way of vacuuming out that bottom of that pool to waste. And of course, default to the rule of thumb If there's more than two inches of gunk on the bottom, this is like black or dirt stacked up two inches tall on the bottom, you're probably better off draining that pool. Even with a portable pump or any kind of flocking, it's going to take you forever to vacuum that pool out. And you'll probably vacuum half that pool out anyway because of all the junk on the bottom. It's going to clog up your pump. It's going to clog up your portable pump. There's just too much junk on the bottom. And that would be an extreme green pool, a pool that hasn't been you know, taken care of in a year or two. And in most cases, you're going to run into a green pool that's just neglect of two or three months or something wrong with the equipment and the customer hasn't got it rectified at that point. But there's two methods that you can use here, the flock method and the shock and awe method. And both are highly effective if used correctly. You can't flock the pool and then go back there in 10 hours and think that it's going to settle to the bottom and you can vacuum the pool out. Nor can you use the shock and awe method and put too little chlorine in the pool. It's not going to be effective. So if you follow the rules of both methods, you're going to have that pool turned around in no time. And I think both methods have their benefits. Both methods have their drawbacks. So pick whichever method I think is best for your region. And you can do a variation of both, of course, what I do here. I'll do a flock method and then I'll do a shock and awe method when I think it's appropriate. But as long as you know both methods and you get to understand how they work, you'll get better at doing the green pool cleanups, and either method is going to be effective once you get that experience of using both of them. Or if you're using one solely, get good at using it and become an expert at flocking a pool, or become an expert at using the shock and awe method. If you're looking for other podcasts that I recorded, you can go to my website, swimmingprolearning.com. On the banner, click on the podcast icon. That'll take you to a drop-down menu of other podcasts that I recorded. And if you want to enhance your business, definitely consider my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. (laughs) 
Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.